in some alternate universe, Target Books paid for a separate novelization of the one-episode story, Mission to the Unknown. The resulting novel was more like a pamphlet, only 80 pages long and 17 font, but it got reading audiences excited for the two-volume novelization of the 12-episode story that was to follow. This is our Mirror Universe discussion of that oh-so-brief novel. Welcome to our Doctor Who Target Book Club Cutaway. Hello, fellow time travelers, and welcome back to the Doctor Who Target Book Club, the podcast in which we undertake the big task of discussing in story order all of the Doctor Who novelizations, because we've never called it big. Bigly. Bigly. Oh, God. Oh, oh like that. Thanks, oh, Dalton. Like that failed presidential candidate. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What was yeah. Oh, Trump. Yeah. Tragically washed out to sea. Yeah, well, that's fine. It certainly made it easier for Clinton to win the White House. Well, anyway, my name is Tony Witt, and today we have an equally big three-person discussion panel, including our so-called expert who's been a Who fan since 1979. That would be me. There's also our intermediate-level casual fan who's seen several episodes but has not previously read any of the books until these podcasts, and this time it's none other than the worthy Dalton Hughes. Hello, Dalton. I am worthy. Of course you're worthy. I am worthy. You are worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy. (laughs) God, sounds like something my wife would say to me. And finally, (laughs) we have our novice fan who has seen little to none of the original series and has not previously read any of the books except for the ones we've done for this podcast. And this time around, it's the wise and witty Allison Fitch-Saffrey. Hello, Allison. Hello. Dalton has started a cult, and I'm so excited to join it, for he is beneficent and he is worthy. I've heard of this. I've heard of this cult. Yeah. Except I don't think the wife is going to let me join it. <clears throat> yeah, she's kind of, you know... I might have to grovel a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. Anyway, we won't be talking about our Patreon page this time around, because guess what? Guess what? What? Exactly. Thank you. The only people listening to this episode right now are our patrons. This is a special Patreon-only episode, and if you're hearing my voice right now between your earballs, this is our special thank you to you, the people who make sure we stay on the stay on the virtual air. People like Bart Lammy and Rick Taylor, who, by the way, are the only patrons we have at the time of this recording. Hello, Bart. Hello, Rick. Thank you, guys. Hi, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, but if you've since joined Patreon and decided to support us, and you're listening to this in the not too distant future, thank you as well if they are patrons of the arts are we now obligated to produce something that rises to the level of art because i'm not sure i signed up for that level of pressure <laughs> i know i i sure as hell didn't <laughs> our craft perhaps the well craft. that's still stretching it yeah i mean if we're doing crafts this is the level of one of those macaroni and glue things that you do <laughs> with no, no sure, surely Some it's, sunflower seeds. it's more yeah. than that. Well, it's certainly strung together much the this same. This is at least like uh, the hand turkey. <laughs> yes. The, it's a little personalized and it's at least like got some of us in it. Oh, Glittering yeah. the herpes of the craft world. Yeah. Oh my god, that's right. The kids are going to be doing that in a few weeks. Jesus Christ. I'm so glad they're out of the house right now. 
Well. In our alternative universe, glitter is not allowed. Oh, that's true. It's been outlawed. It has been outlawed, so I don't know what the kids are actually going to use for it. I know in other universes, they use things like, you know, kerosene and all sorts of things that are fun for kids. Vargathorns. Yeah, exactly. Vargathorns, in fact. Speaking of which, yeah. Let's talk about that. the record that show, bes- he pointed at me and said, speaking of which. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't mean speaking of W-I-T-C-H. <laughs> I mean, it's not that much of an alternative universe. Oh. And now, even though you oh, are joining a cult. And now, let's talk about that bizarre time that Target Books decided to do a novelization of an episode that was only one episode long. Mission to the Unknown. Without further ado, here are some fast facts. Doctor Who, Mission to the Unknown, adapted by John Peel from the Terry Nation script that aired on 10-9-65, published by Target Books in September 1989. As of this recording in November of 2017, this title is currently out of print, but is available as an unabridged BBC audiobook, 80 pages. An unabridged BBC audiobook of an 80-page book. Yes. Just think about that, won't you? It's very brief. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. Mission to the Unknown is an oddity in so many ways, and not just because Target decided to publish it as a pamphlet rather than a full novel. In fact, what I have um, on the table in front of us is one of the uh, BBC Books Quick Reads books. In fact, it's uh, I Am a Dalek by uh, Gareth Roberts, who wrote our uh, last book that we looked at, The Plotters. And it's not a novelization. In fact, uh, Dalton is modeling it right now. Yeah, I just... I like like Rose, so... Uh, She's on the cover, so... Oh, yeah, reminds you... Reminds you of your wife, doesn't she? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and David Tennant reminds me of my wife. Anyway. <laughs> Wait, we all have wives? I don't know. Do you? I do now, yes. yes. Yes, Allison. I forgot. How is Bertha? How is she doing? I'm struck speechless. That's how well she's doing. <laughs> that's how well that's she's, how she's doing. doing. Okay, well, that's good to know. Anyway, um, the... <laughs> Oh, I know. This this thin veneer of an alternate universe is going to be hard to put up with. Uh, BBC Quick Reads. We imagine that if Target published something this short, it would look like that. Because you said what, Dalton? That it was 17 point? And yeah, it's like 14, 17 point typeface. It's pretty, and it's 100 pages. Pretty, yeah. And it like... The bottom margin is a good inch. It's generous spacing. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. much like Planet of Giant Dicks in that regard, which was three episodes that were... Quite spacious at the bottom? Quite spacious at the bottom, oh. indeed, as many dicks are. Um, so I'm told, anyway. My wife so your wife says. Yes. Yeah, my, so my wife tells me. That's what she said. Um, <laughs> God. Um... We're so sorry. Yeah, we really are. We're trying to make this entertaining. Perfectly nice people are our patrons, and we make them suffer. Yeah, we really do. You'd think that they could simply have folded this into the two-volume novelization of the Dalek's Master Plan, save the fans some money, but no, they they could, you know, 80 80 pages, and they charge $250 for it. Why not? Yeah. Anyway, until the new series premiered in 2005, this story was notable for being the only one-part self-contained episode to air on television, and it remains the only episode in the entire series that features neither the Doctor nor his companions to this day. Hmm. And we have Verity Lambert to thank for that. 
Uh, Hartnell and crew had had to record Galaxy 4, the third season opener, as part of the uh, second season recording block. It was the last part of it. And then everyone quit and, was fu- and or was fired. Yeah, well, that was the thing. So Lambert decided to give the regulars an extra week off because their vacation would have been five weeks. She wanted to give them six. And as, as outgoing producer, this is something she could do. Uh, this was the last story she served as producer on, with John Wiles taking over for her from the Mythmakers onward. And, of course, giving, you know, Vicky the pink slip. Hartnell is still credited on screen because it was in his contract, but the other two regulars are not credited because it wasn't in their contract. Hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. I don't think Hartnell was paid for this episode, but it's certainly contractually. In fact, they were listed in the Radio Times listing for it. Radio Times is basically, you know, TV guide for the Brits. Terry Nation welcomed the opportunity to write a story that featured just his Daleks on their own because he had aspirations to create a Daleks-only story produced in America, no less, a Daleks-only series, I should say, that would feature the ongoing adventures of the Space Security Service trying, and presumably failing miserably, to hunt down Daleks. An unmade pilot named The Destroyers was eventually written, but was never sold. Um, I, I believe Big Finish Audio actually recorded it, so it is out there. So that's the story behind this. And we're going to leave, of course, all the discussion of the 12 partner, the Dalek Master Plan, yes. to when we go to the con. Well, two of us are going to the con. I'm sorry, Dalton. Yes. I'm going to the other con. I know you Which are. is a wedding. Oh, that's right. So, that's right. That's a con. You know. Well, that's a, yeah. Weddings are cons of a different sort. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So don't let my wife hear that. All right. <laughs> you know, Dalton has congregants to lead. Yeah. Yes, he does Followers. for his cult. Are you mm-hmm. meeting on the cliffs this time again for the sunrise service? No, no. It was too yeah. cold last time. So. Yes, it certainly was. Well, that's why you know Allison has Big Bertha to take care of her Indeed. and keep her warm. Did I mention that I'm married to a golf club? Yes. <laughs> Oh, God. All right. Let's get into the discussion of this, shall we? Um, First impressions. Allison, what was your first impression upon finding out that you were going to have to read a pamphlet of a one-episode story? Well, I tracked down uh, the the larger book they're going to make it part of, read the first chapter of that, then set that book on fire, and then read the 80-page pamphlet. <laughs> Why did you set the book on fire? <laughs> Well, you know, I didn't want to read ahead inappropriately. I wanted oh, to read in proper sequence. I see. So, well, luckily, you'll be able to buy other copies of it. And once I've set it on fire, I uh, I don't play golf, so what's the word? Not put it. Uh, hit it really hard. <laughs> Drove it with Big Bertha. There we go. Yes. Oh, go- oh good God. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm terrible at alternative universe for the moment. So, so, so really... you, she drove the club with Big Bertha. Oh, my God. That is probably the best bit of unintentional uh, lesbian euphemism I have ever heard in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I drove the club with Big Bertha. Had I attempted it, I would not have succeeded. So I really, really enjoyed the first scene a lot. And in many ways, it was the highlight. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, God. Like, well, your wife, you've yeah. been telling lesbian golf clubs. So, oh my God. I really enjoyed the first scene. Um, well, thank God. I thought it was a great scene setter. And the high point of this writer's language <clears throat> in this uh, short 
a bit that's mm-hmm. not part of the larger story. I thought he set the scene quite musically of this incredibly uh, dangerous jungle, and I'm going to later criticize him for such boring and mundane language, and now I'm, you know, causing worse offense than he ever did here. Uh, so maybe I should read a bit. Well, he talks about the tall, multicolored, gross, uh, gave forth delightful scents, and then try to kill you, and these orchids that come <clears throat> down and trap you in a bell after oh, they spit yeah. acid at you, and I thought it was a lovely scene. Mm-hmm. And then I thought it declined from there in terms of language, but I loved the plotting overall. Okay, Get more into that. that. Well, any any writer that uses Eldritch besides Lovecraft, I have to love. But that was the high point, I thought. Oh, okay. Yikes. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah, I, I really like the world building. I like the descriptions. Of course... It was hard for me to break and be like, this is not possible. No, plants would not be shooting fire. But this is <laughs> fiction. So break your brain and just read it and enjoy it. Um, so at first... Every I author was, wants people to say, I'm going to enjoy this, damn it, no matter how hard it is my brain. about their fiction. <laughs> yeah, you know. Um, no matter how much I must suffer, I will enjoy it. <laughs> Initially, I was getting feelings of... Um, the planet that they found Steven on? Oh, yeah. Yes, I, yes. I was As I was reading this about these dangerous plants and all this, and there I was just go. like... <clears throat> I, was I thought like, first maybe they were back there. I did, too. I was waiting for something about the structure to be found yeah. or a tie-in somewhere, but eventually it was like, no, this is a different place that has equally terrifying and monstrous <laughs> uh, plant life. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can tell you what the tie is. It's Terry Nation. He tends to recycle ideas. Yeah. And of course, he loves his planets where the plant life comes out to get you. Yeah. Because we're going to see that in the chase. We see it here. We see it. Oh, God. Let me think. We see it in Planet of the Daleks, which is a story that he's going to write in 1974. We see it in Genesis of the Daleks somewhat. Yeah. He he loves the show. Yeah. I mean, I, I like carnivorous plants. Uh, Little Shop of Horrors is one of my favorites yeah, so you okay. know um but yeah i i was kind of thrown off and you know you were saying like this is the only story that doesn't include the doctor or the companions and i kept like expecting them to show up at some point even though i knew this is like mm-hmm. going to lead into something else um so yeah I was I was kind of stuck on a little shop of horrors. Do you mean the old Jack Nicholson version, or do you mean the Eric Stoltz version from the eighties? Um, the musical with uh, Rick Moranis and oh, I don't think I've seen that one. I, yeah. Oh well, that's yeah, because my 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 wife doesn't let me watch musicals. Wow. Yeah, she seems to think that it'll bring out changes in me. <laughs> anyway, so. Um, so those were our first impressions, huh? That, uh, good good world building, but impossible. Yeah. You know. Okay. You know. So, there aren't many characters in this at all. In fact, there are very few actual characters because, God, who, in fact, who do we have? We have Garby. Who is the guy who is... Victim number one. Victim number one. We have Lowry. Victim number two. Victim number two. We have Mark Corey. Corey. Corey and Lowry I kept mixing up. Oh, all three of them. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah, All three, but... I could see that because I just realized that their names all end in Y. 
Yeah. I actually found the names in the story incredibly tedious. Really? Because I kept having to reread to figure out who had just done what. Because I thought it was fine that all characters are... They have slight characterizations, but it's enough yeah. for this story. But the similarity of the names mm-hmm. made yeah. it, it, it made the flow really uncomfortable. But yeah, yeah, I had to keep it's going back and checking. And it's like, who is the one that knows about the stuff? Yeah. Oh, it's this guy. Which so the one, this... the one that has two names. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. how you're supposed to remember that one. Well, but they don't tell us his full name until... Oh, wait, that's right. Of course they don't do like, that. They just refer to them as Garvey, Corey. Yeah, they're just last names. And then they say Mark, Corey... Like, when he's doing the recording. Yeah. Ah, okay. So it's just that. last names, and it's like, oh, who is, what is happening? Who's the okay. pilot? Who's the guy who's already infected? Who's the guy who seems to just be a passenger, but is actually an agent? Yeah, and yeah. what do you attribute that to? The fact that we get really confused about these characters when there, one, aren't that many characters to begin with, and two, they're all dead within, say, 80 pages. I attribute literally to the name. It's a concept really? in typeface combination of concord contrast and conflict oh. so you could like use two you know the same font two different ways like all caps and a mix of upper caps and lower case and that would be concord you could use contrast like a serif and a sans serif and maybe a script oh okay and that's contrast what conflict is two different serif fonts oh yeah and they're similar enough that you want to read them as the same but they're different enough that the line can't coalesce them it's literally just that with the names okay. garvey two syllables ends with an e sound um cory two syllables ends with an e sound but since they're different numbers of letters it's yeah it, it, it doesn't work visually as well as it might you know be it might work uh, auditorially that. and then the third guy's name i lowry 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 <clears throat> three syllables kind of it's really just that hmm. and in life you can't help what people's parents name them but <laughs> for fiction i, I it, it's so small and yet this was harder for me to get through than anything else we've ever read really even though it was not a complex language style just trying to keep up with who did what. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, Same for you. I had trouble, yeah, keeping keeping it straight. Yeah. And come to think of it, well, not so much anymore now that we're married. <laughs> not to each other. God, no, no. no. God, no. We've, we've not even kissed. In fact, they go swinging with Bertha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we do indeed. Every Thursday night. Um, God, where was I going? The driving uh, range. <laughs> I'm here all week. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Rick and get... are going to stop sending us money and start charging us for their time. <laughs> oh my god, I'm not going to get through this, am I? Oh, Small claims court will rule in their favor. <laughs> well, I think part of the problem is that John Peel is trying to include this. is trying to novelize it because mm-hmm. it's part of that pre- prelude to that longer yeah. story. And he's got to go with the names he's got. Yes, yes. I don't yeah. blame, yeah, I don't blame <clears throat> yeah. for that. I mean, I, I find it interesting that uh, Terry Nation didn't name the planet something like, you know... Aridius. Aridius <laughs> or, or Horribus or something like that. Because there is a planet... Yes, exactly. He could have. Or Chlorochilus or something like that because... Chloroformus. Chloroformus. <laughs> it could have been something like that because in the, in the imperative chloroformus please chloroform my wife please oh god Tolton's no. always telling me she'd never she'd never put up with it no um <laughs> now chlorophyll 
still, maybe, yes. Oh, God, I've got <laughs> visions of Georgia O'Keeffe running through my head. Um, and what was I trying to say? Thank you ever so much. My God. <laughs> now, I just want to know, is it the paintings of Georgia O'Keeffe or just... The, Both. The George O'Keefe herself is running the through person. your head. Both. Yes. I, have, yes. I have very odd sexual tastes. Um, <laughs> she is famously quite androgynous. And yeah. well, well, her photographer that, husband photographed that, her in a very masculine despite way. Despite that, so. because you know I'm all into the ladies. Um, very deeply into the ladies. Anyway. Yeah. Um, Love orchids. Yes. Episode three. <laughs> Of the Daleks' master plan, as I'm trying to tell my former friends here, was named Desperus. <clears throat> and that's where, that's a prison planet. So that's the sort of thing. Desperados are on Desperus. Yeah. And it's it's dry on Iridius and, <clears throat> but know, cheesy it's as stupid it is, on Stupidius. Yeah. It is easy to remember. So. It's There's water on Marinus. Yeah. It's, it's true. It's acid, but it's water. It's water. Yeah, whereas this, he calls it Kemble. Kemble. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't care. Right. <laughs> I thought that was Kemble. Although it's, you're wrong, it's, it's Kemble. Spelled, it's spelled differently. Presumably but it's spelled differently. It's, yeah. really. it's <laughs> homonym, so. Oh, okay. Um, well, that makes sense. On the phone? Yeah. No, no homo. <laughs> homophone, homonym. Yeah. Goodness, it's been a long time since the fifth grade. Homophone right. is when they sound alike. Homonym is when they look alike. Mm. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. it is a homophone. Yeah, exactly. Not a homophobe, though. <laughs> Not a homophobe, because none of us are that mean here. No. Um, even though there's nothing wrong with that. Um, Garvey, Garvey, Garvey. Uh, I have a question. If Garvey has not seen any animal life on this planet, how does he know the plants are carnivorous? He hears animals screaming and calling. Oh. No, he see. No, he has... Garvey, the guy who's infected at the very beginning, yeah, yeah. he has seen the plants that spit acid and oh, fire. He, has. Okay. he just doesn't know about the thorn that drives you paranoid and and. But he hasn't seen any animal life, so how does he know that they're eating, you but, know, meat? But he hears noises he thinks are animals. Oh, okay, that's true. That's true. And the the two guys back at the ship, they talk about whatever is making those noises. We don't want to see when it gets oh, here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Okay, you you know what my problem is. My problem is that having being familiar with the audio of this and having recently watched the animation to get ready for tonight, I I've got that scene so fresh in my head and those sounds in my head that I keep forgetting mm. that they translate probably differently on the page. But there is some serious world building in here, isn't yes. there? It's yeah. really good. But I think yeah. negative, I want to say that I really liked his Order of Revelation. Mm-hmm. There's such a slim plot here, but the order in which he casually revealed the next thing, I found very propulsive and mm-hmm. exciting. And the fact that the characters were very slight, I thought worked just fine for oh. this story. Of course, I have a soft spot for characters who bicker in amusing ways and (laughs) that of course we have a a good turn of that in here as well but i i did not ever expect the next thing that was coming of course i'm never trying to figure it out Mm -hmm. but i actually thought that the maybe i'm just being too over the top here but um I, i actually thought the 
revelation of events was quite masterful. Okay, terrific. There I've gone and used the M word and squandered it. Now I can't use it at the convention next month. No, or later I, this month. Or later this month. That's fine. I'm sure you can because guess what? They won't have heard this episode. Um, Only our patrons will. <laughs> because you paid for it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and you continue to pay by having to listen to us. Oh, how you'll pay. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dalton. Yeah, I I really liked some of the description mm-hmm. um, of Garvey, I guess, slowly kind of becoming mm-hmm. the plant. Um, how his, you can just kind of see the humanity going away. Right. And it's, it's, it's. In his mind, and it's a mental thing, but it's also like a physical manifestation of like the, I guess, the hairs coming out, the yeah, thorns, and all of that. Um, yeah, the body horror. Yeah, just yeah. terrifying. Like yeah. I'm not a fan of stuff like that, and this would probably have given me nightmares as a kid. I'm just sure. like the idea of. But so nicely specific with the yeah. white tendrils <laughs> and the thorns. Just those two different things at first, and then later woody limbs. But it was so... You don't know quite what's being described in a way yeah. that sets you off kilter, and I thought worked. Is this the first time in story order that we've ever seen a human being taken over by an alien creature? I almost think it is. I feel... Physically, yes. Yeah, I we've seen mind control. We've before. seen mind control, but we haven't seen an alien organism taking over a human body and Doctor. Yeah, so it's it's not like no, we haven't seen anything like Cybermen or anything like no, that no, that haven't. level of like becoming. Yeah, so that's that's interesting because that, that just struck me. I, I honestly hadn't thought of it in those terms. What I have thought of is imagining viewers at home in October of nineteen sixty five waiting for the doctor and company to show up yeah waiting for him to come and save the day and save these two astronauts and never coming and of course they can die because they aren't regulars and they don't have contracts exactly and they're all gone by the end and instead we get this weird alien council which we got to talk about yeah i'll say that i thought garvey at first was going to be the hero Mm-hmm. Or just the person who gets killed in the first scene of the horror movie. Right. So it was right. to be a twist that he turned out to be not evil, just transformed in this way. Because I thought most of it was going to be about him trying to survive, right. and that the kill, kill, kill part wasn't homicidal, and that was very dense on my part to not get <laughs> that kill, kill, kill is homicidal. But I thought it was more like have to kill the creatures to survive, oh. have to fight my way out of here. So when That's he turned out to be the menace, that was a surprise to me. Maybe mm-hmm. I was just slow on the uptick. No. Yeah. Initially, though, whenever... Have, having known that this was going to be a Dalek's story, um, the kill, the repetition of the kill, 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 mm-hmm. did uh, go exterminate, exterminate. Yes. Yeah. And so it once it was kind of that. explained that this was a planet... From Scarrow. Right. It was like, oh, okay. And then it got me thinking even more. Initially, I thought like, oh, something's going on and he's being turned into a Dalek. Sure. Which is, of course, what the new series does. Yeah. That's the form of body horror the new series tends to take. Um, So I I kind of like that parallel that like, it it wasn't he was turning into a Dalek. He's turning into another life form that's from the same planet as the Daleks. Yeah, exactly. Um, So... I, I yeah. I really have to wonder what it must have been like to be an audience member in 1965 and not know that the Dalek story was coming up and then having this surprise. Right. Because yeah. the last time we saw them was uh, The Chase. Yeah. 
So I knew like, it was coming, but I was surprised if these were the dog sort of pet plants. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And part of me wonders too, like I was saying before, how this reminded me of the planet from the chase. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like timeline, the the people from Earth are saying it's been thousands of years since we've heard from the Daleks. Right. You know, maybe they realize something about that planet yeah. with the carnivorous plants, and it's like, hmm, <laughs> there's these things that we are impervious to, but fleshy mortal creatures can that we can use them as protection but that's the reason the daleks chose chose to begin with yeah i think it might be that and its overall location because it's revealed later on that they are um making this weird alliance with the outer galaxies galaxies. whatever the fuck that means well you know yeah but um we do find out in the main book that it's year 4000 okay so yeah that's when this story takes place so it is at least 2,000 years since uh, the Daleks invaded Earth. Yeah. Um, so just, yeah, just that got me thinking, like, hmm, maybe the Daleks learned something from that other planet and were like, okay, well, we can use carnivorous plants mm-hmm. to our advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Instead of the weird things that they did on Scaro and their prehistory, like eyeballs in the middle of palms sticking out of the ground and blowing you up when you walk near them. Yeah. That, I just didn't understand that but that's okay (laughs) i didn't understand the whole story to be honest um let's see what else um mark Corey probably would have been if not the protagonist of that failed pilot the the hero would have been someone very much like mark Corey. it certainly would have been you know the space service trying to track the uh the Daleks down throughout the galaxy, and you just have to wonder whether or not this works well as a pilot. Oh, no. No? No. <laughs> well, they can never win. They can never just destroy all the Daleks. No. They have to be available for Doctor Who to fight. <laughs> and well, I'm, I'm only kind of joking. No, that's no. the problem when you insert a story between the episodes of a story that's ongoing and open-ended. They, they can never be very important. Right. I can see that. <clears throat> Yeah, and as opposed to something like, um, was it Deadwood? Yeah. Where that is kind of its own offshoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you had something like the SSS, it was like, well, no, like, the Daleks are the Doctor's nemesis. Like, you guys right. can't be the ones fighting them. Like, Well, the way that would have worked is that Terry Nation was going to uh, retract the rights for the BBC to use the Daleks because mm-hmm. he actually owned them. Okay. Uh, okay. So once we get to Power of the Daleks and Evil of the Daleks sometime later this year, those will be the last Dalek stories for a very long time. Really? And then, yeah, because then we'll get the Cybermen. And the Cybermen are the big baddies of the Troughton era. They only, the Daleks only show up twice for Troughton. Okay. If I remember correctly, I've never actually read any of these, but the Marvel UK comics of the 80s had some sort of setup. I don't know the relationship between just regular Marvel comics and then the ones that were specifically Marvel UK, but there was some version where there was an American version and a UK version. The UK version had something like two or four pages more, yes. so they had to be integrated into the story, 
but you knew they couldn't be important because they had to be. Yeah. It had to be a comprehensible story without those pages. Exactly. So what I was imagining was a story like that: the missing pages hmm. in the American version that they're present in the UK version, oh. but nothing very important can happen on those pages. Huh. You have to not need them in order to get the story. But that's you, interesting. But you've explained how it would work. The, right, dog, right. the, the, the dogs would no longer be mm-hmm. the doctor's enemies. They would go off and have their own franchise. Yeah, and the amazing thing is they did, but it was in comic strip form. That there was a long-running comic strip in the 60s called Simply the Daleks, and the artwork is pristine. It is beautiful, and the, the stories are fun. The, Dal- the Doctor's nowhere around, and the Daleks themselves have problems such as, you know, civil wars they have to deal with, and an outbreak of a plague that they've got to cure, and all this stuff, and you're like... The Daleks are the protagonists of this show. Right. Of this particular series, mm. and it's really good. Yeah, at some point, maybe for a Christmas special or something, we may read a few of those. That would be and, fun, yeah. yeah. that would be lots of fun. Because it's a different perspective than anything I've ever oh, yeah. seen about the Daleks. I mean, they're always the antagonists. They're always like, oh, crap, we gotta mm. figure out how to get away or defeat or whatever. Right. Um, yeah. Now, what I find really interesting about this uh, novelization of this episode is his mention of the Mavellan Wars. He says, oh, well, the Daleks, we we haven't heard from them since the Mavellan Wars. That was not in the original. That is a reference to an alien species that hadn't been invented yet. The Mavellans first appeared in the 1979 story Destiny of the Daleks, and they just had a very brief reappearance in the new series, the opening episode, and Dalton, you probably remember them briefly, when they're traveling around to different points in time, and they end up on a Dalek ship, and suddenly you see these weird aliens in these white coveralls, and they've got silver dreadlocks, and they're being just thrown like ten pins across the... That sounds familiar. Yeah. In fact, I, I did a spoof video of that scene by overlaying Whippet over top of the <laughs> that song over it because it's so they are so 70s it's ridiculous <laughs> but that's peel interweaving some continuity some later okay. continuity in but as someone who doesn't know about that it wasn't a problem at all for no, following the story because it's such yeah. a brief mention yeah he yeah. doesn't do a lot of it in this brief story obviously but what else what else i like the way at first well obviously i have a soft spot still for uh, secondary characters bickering um, <laughs> that the the three from the spaceship in the first couple of pages seem to alternate who is going to be they each seem the sympathetic one when they're introduced right like at first Garvey seems, seems like going to be about him trying to survive and then Corey seems like you know this poor guy he's stuck here during this crash and he starts talking to lowry and realize that he's just being kind of a jerk to lowry who's the set upon person trying right. to repair the ship while this pompous ass wants to go sightseeing and really not help much <laughs> and that sort of thing and even though the characterizations are quite slight it was enough that they had a dynamic between them that rotated that kept oh, yeah. it interesting yeah um what i found sometimes unbearable was just the the banalness of the prose, but then I enjoy the dialogue and I loved the way um, the plotting was sequenced mm. like to the order of revelation. It read like a script I would want to buy and see produced, oh, yeah. but I'm not looking forward to the whole novel. Ah, uh, yeah, I could see that based on the prose you mean. Yes. Yeah, I could see that. How do you feel? Dalton? How does this <clears throat> prose wise, how does this match up to the chase for you? 
don't know. It's it is really dense. It's there's a it's just like yeah, like I said earlier, I I had to keep going back and like doubling back and being like, oh, this is okay, okay, and checking what I was reading almost. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not because it's especially sophisticated or no. dense plotting. Just. And a little linguistically disjointed, if that makes sense. A little bit, yeah. I'll admit, I'll it's not admit. dense in terms of rich language. No. It's not sparse. It's not like you're reading a David Mamet script or something That's like that. True. It's this awkward in between. That... I could see that because I actually ha- I pulled out some lines that I really did not like, such as, Lowry could have cared less about Campbell. It's like, no, 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 honey, it's couldn't have yeah. cared Something less. Something like, this introduced a mountain of questions, which, not that it, you know, not that we're snobs about cliches. Sure we are. Of course we're snobs about cliches. <laughs> but, you know, it wasn't, when there was imagery, I mean, not imagery, when there were cliches, they were boring and didn't add much and seemed like the sort of thing you'd marked on in a high school paper. Yeah, I can see that. But, you know, I... But how much of that is a function of the original script not being all that interesting? Actually, I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not sure we'll be able to answer... Well, you you read the first chapter, you but said, I, of the uh, book to come. But I like the way he presented the story in terms of structure. Okay. And dialogue a lot. I could see that. I Just not... That. The descriptions of what's going on should be stage instructions. Yeah, yeah. They're written about as artfully as stage instructions. And if they are not going to be artful, that's fine. I'd like them to be more concise. But I'm describing, I'm demanding concise, efficient fiction, and then that doesn't really, that's not really how fiction works. Well, do you, <laughs> yeah, I could see that. The interesting thing about this, though, is that I was, as I said, I was watching the animation, trying to get it ready for tonight. This actually reminded me of a Star Trek the Animated Series episode yeah. in some ways. Oh yeah, it's about the, it's about as long. And the weird thing about this is he's cut some stuff. He's actually cut some stuff from the 25 minutes. Most of what the way he's made it up is not by padding, it's the world building that he's doing because that lovely sequence with the plants is, you know, you, you basically yeah. only see the Varga mm. ever on screen. You hear the animals and they're quite frightening. But all of that is new. Um, the idea of uh, Lowry saying, well, maybe there's some parallel evolution. He borrows that from yes. Star Trek. <laughs> and I like that Corey says, no. It's just like one, one no. word with this in, no. no. They were created in a lab. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. It's mm. not parallel evolution at all. But what Wishful I thinking. really enjoy the dialogue. Yeah, yeah. It's just the pros in between. That... Yeah, it's just really strange. And some other stuff that he adds, like the Daleks in this story have infrared vision enhancers. Which they have later, but they don't have them at the in this era. As a matter of fact, damn it, do that. I just realized one of my Daleks is still packed up. I have a set of six sixties uh, Daleks little toys, and one of them has its little um, uh, geographic or whatever it is. Damn it, what is it called? The little attachment on its uh, thing. I thought the Daleks were the least interesting part of this story we need to talk about the daleks because obviously i mean not bad just other things were more interesting yeah they're not really in it much are they no yeah i mean we get a dalek supreme what is he called in the story dalek supreme um supreme dalek dalek extra cheese i'm trying to think I feel like they just say the Black Dalek. The Black Dalek, which is used interchangeably in, in some stories with uh, one of the other... Uh, what's it all about? Malfa? 
Oh yeah, we need to talk about the aliens too because <laughs> uh, y'all are gonna laugh. I think it is just the Black Dalek. Yeah, Black Dalek. Yeah, they mentioned the Dalek Prime. Yeah, but... <clears throat> which yeah, that's a weird one. Um, because the uh the hierarchy of Daleks in the early '60s stories. I know we're getting into the deep woods here, the deep weeds for a minute, but it comes down to this. This is the sort of thing that fascinates older fans like me and just bores the shit out of anybody else. So I'm gonna bore the shit out of you for a minute. Nah, don't don't make assumptions. Okay, <laughs> so we've got no upper echelons of Daleks until Dalek uh, invasion of Earth. Then we get the Black Dalek, who's the supreme leader. For this story, well, the chase. Do they mention the Black Dalek? I don't think they do. I don't think there are any echelons there. Mm. You just have various Dalek scientists and such. I thought there was sort of a hierarchy within the story, but I thought they were yeah. not characters that recur later. That's no. This particular group has no. one yeah. or two who are in charge. Right. Yeah, it wasn't anything that was like, they're a leader of the Daleks as a whole. It was right. more just like, they're on a mission and these are the ones who are in charge. Whereas here we have the Black Dalek who reports to something called the... How did you put it? It said the Dalek Prime. The Dalek Prime. Um, later that's going to be revised and we get the Emperor Dalek. We're going to get the first iteration of the Emperor Dalek and the Evil of the Daleks. And I love the Emperor Dalek, which is why that is my username in all of social media. I adore the Oh my god. Does your wife know much about how much you adore oh, the Emperor Dalek? Well, given the way the Emperor Dalek is shaped, I think she'd probably love him more than I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, I'll show you a picture. Let's just say it's a Dalek without the protuberances, so yeah, okay. you can probably... <laughs> anyway. So he's not studded. Yeah, exactly. He is He is studded. But for not her for, pleasure. Not, say, not for her pleasure. <laughs> it's just the eye stalk would probably create a problem mm. unless he was looking straight up um the emperor dalek by the time we get to the 70s we get something called the supreme dalek or the emperor of uh, the dalek supreme and we don't see him again until the new series with david yeah. tennant and the missing earth or whatever it's called and yeah. yeah so anyway why did i even bring any of that up Daleks, you said they were not very interesting. Well, not that they were uninteresting, it's just that the three from the ship were more interesting and they're trying to figure out what's going on mm -hmm. than the Daleks, which I actually liked as a way to introduce the Daleks. Yeah. They're curious about them, they're terrified of the, the Daleks, therefore we're curious about and feel threatened by the Daleks. Yeah. But there's not much about the Daleks yet, other than they're having this big council. Yeah, and that yeah. they built a city. They yeah. built this city on rock and roll, yes. on Campbell, though. <laughs> of glass and metal buildings. Of glass and metal buildings, which don't quite look like that on screen, which well, is interesting. It sounded like he was describing a great set, but he was designing it. He was describing it for the set designers and builders. He, he kind of is. That. Yeah. That's the other but thing. But he's not. It's an adaptation, right? No, he's adapting it, yeah, but yeah. he's improving on it. Yeah, yeah that there are going to be things later on, for instance, that John Peel is going to take great pains to make better. Because otherwise, how do you get through 12 episodes? Yeah. Well, seriously, three months of Daleks? Christ on a cross. Yeah. At least they're not played for laughs here as they are in the chase, which is a nice thing. I've had a very nice sense of menace between the planet and the Daleks. They feel 
the, the three from the ship feel quite doomed, and yeah. indeed oh, they yeah. are. It's, yeah, they are. Yeah. And once again, that we know that they can die, and mm-hmm. so that works well. And and they do. Indeed. And they do. They do. And that's something that I I feel like we're missing out and not being able to be back in '65 and not know this is a Dalek story. And so you know, having this as a separate pamphlet, even knowing then that it's a Dalek story, it's like ah. Oh. There must have been such a sense of surprise when this happened. Little known fact yeah. that Peel used to um, drive around flyering cars in parking lots <laughs> with this pamphlet, putting them under windshield wipers. <laughs> Various grocery stores, train stations, stadiums, other places. So were more terrifying than a chick yes. tract. But they're, they're a lot thicker than a chick tract or a grocery true. store flyer or something like that. So oh, there was this whole problem... Where people would like come out, and if it had been raining, they'd immediately turn on the windshield wiper, which would then just chuck the eighty-page pamphlet in the air, hit passersby. There were a lot of eye injuries, etc. There was a class action lawsuit. Oh my god! Yeah, I think and that's how the Norwegians came to Minnesota. I think you're cut off, young lady. <laughs> I'm drinking Coca-Cola. I told Bertha I wouldn't let you drink. Oh, I get two points for Garrison Keillor references. <laughs> yes, um. you do. <laughs> How um how soon into the episode do the Daleks appear? Hmm. When we watch the animated one, we'll have to check that because it takes them a while. It takes them yeah. a little while to show up. Because that that to me would be like a good kind of ending to an episode. Is you know you have the crew experiencing this dangerous planet, looking for the Daleks. They mm-hmm. mention the Daleks, but you don't see the Daleks. Right. That's how it would be done now, probably. Yeah, and so having them come at the end, you know... And... Well, I could see this being a two-parter. Or I could see it being a new series full episode, 50 minutes, somehow. Except, I don't know, there's so little here that it would be hard to expand it out. Yeah. You'd have to do more with the aliens. You're talking about imagining watching this during the original airing, though, and waiting for the Doctor and his companions to show up and not knowing what's going on. That actually works on a meta level very well for this story. Yeah. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> <And> <laughs> when, when are the relevant parties going to show up? I actually like the meta idea of disorientation. Yeah. And I'm sure that if somebody had bought, you know, the pamphlet, it, in 1989. Yes. Or gotten and then, another one Yeah, and been like, oh, where's the doctor in this? He should be. Where? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, that would have been He's quite not going to show up. He's not going to save them, so they're all going to die. No, yes. there is no God. There is no God. Not for Mark Corey. Not for the Space Service, since they all seem to be so ridiculously inept at their jobs. Because Mark Corey doesn't tell anybody in his superiors where he's going. And the person that comes to rescue him doesn't tell his superiors where he's going. And it's like, oh, you stupid idiots, you. Well, you know. Hey. Doomed from the start. I know. What a terrible end for Corey, though, huh? I mean, really. The I delegates. Mean, he at least got killed by the Daleks. At least That's he didn't true. turn into a Vargas, so. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Everybody else did. Quick and painless. Well, painful, but... These races from the outer galaxies or whatever... By the way, you're going to hear more in this pamphlet about them than you ever will again, because they just will not show up for the remainder of the Master Plan. Good, because I was hoping I was not going to have to remember what name went with what description. You won't. So. Uh, you won't. Uh, in fact, I thought I was going to have to take notes and have a chart on the side of this name is this description of this creature, and that did not sound like a good time. So well, they form an alliance yes. to take over. They do. And then the only ones you hear from again are the Daleks. Exactly. 
Yeah. The only ones you hear from again are the Daleks. Why even make an alliance? And in fact, the only other person you hear from... I just realized this. The only other person you hear from, from the um, this motley crew, I guess you'd call them, is, speaking of 80s hair bands, is... Oh, he's not even in this original story. Striper is not in this original story. No. No, nor, the, nor is Whitesnake. No, in fact, um, we get a character later called Zaphon, but Zaphon is not in this original thing. Instead, it's Malpha, the final signatory, who we don't see in the 12th Who sounds like the most evil notary public. <laughs> oh, I know. It's ridiculous. And it's interesting. It's fascinating that... Uh, I don't know whether this is padding on Peel's part or whether it's his one chance to be like, ooh, I want to make this mine, where he describes all of these different creatures and says that the Baeus from the Miran system was hardest to read. It was a tall creature, half vegetable, half animal. It looked like an animated tree possessing two burning eyes. There is a creature like that. We will see one. It's just... When you see the aliens in the episode... And when you see the later council in Dalek Master Plan, Dalek's Master Plan, I keep forgetting the apostrophe S, the S apostrophe, they are the most ridiculous creatures. And you're like, seriously? These aliens took over other galaxies and now they're looking at Earth and going, ooh, I want me <laughs> some of that. It's like, what the fuck for? Honestly, is Earth all that great? Mm. Even by the year 4000? They say they want Mars, Venus, Jupiter, the moon colonies. It's like, what the fuck is the moon colonies? Well, it's supposed to be just sort of an irrational appetite for conquest. It sounds yeah. like There's it. not... <laughs> the joy is in the journey of conquering Earth, <laughs> more so than the occupation thereof. I guess so. But what strikes me about all of this is we know from the later series, and you know from the later series, that the Daleks don't do with anybody. They don't care about having alliances no. with anyone. So why they even feel the need to do this sort of weird council of, you know... See, I assume that he, they were just planning to betray all the other members of the council. Oh, I assume sure. it was strategy. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, wow. that they probably will help get their help taking over Earth, even though they don't really need the help. Yeah. And then, yeah. And we'll then, turn on them. And then we'll turn on them, which makes sense. But even that, it's like, the Daleks don't need them. They don't need help. They like, really don't. Yes, you can form an alliance, but you don't need to form an alliance. Why go through this song and dance to like get all these people on your side? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really understand the reasoning behind that, but... Yeah. It is such a weird spot to leave the audience in, though, isn't it? Because we know that that recorder is going to sit there for four weeks while they go off to the Trojan War and have this fun time that ends in a really horrific time. And then you get an episode called The Nightmare Begins. And boy, does the nightmare begin because you get 12 weeks of Daleks. Oh, so when this aired, this episode aired, then the Trojan War sequence. Oh, yeah. well, I actually really like that. Do you really? Yeah, they just, they're out here somewhere. This message has been recorded, mm -hmm. but it hasn't. Uh, yeah, that's totally Chekhov's gun. Uh, okay. Yeah, it hasn't actually gotten to any of the relevant parties to warn them. They're going, of course, they're going to find it. Mm -hmm. But I like the idea of having it sort of, you know, simmering. Somewhere. Okay, yeah, because that's the way Galaxy Four ends on screen. 
it ends with Vicky wondering what's going on on that planet right there. And you immediately go to Garvey, who's been taken over by the Varga, saying, must kill, must kill. Mm. And the very next episode is Mission to the Unknown. And then they go to the Trojan War. Oh, actually, I like that a lot. Okay, excellent. Yeah, that's why we did this in this weird order. Yeah, that that makes a little more sense. Mm -hmm. Um, There's this menace in the background while they're off having these sort of discreet self-contained adventures oh, yeah. once again you can't change the end of the trojan war that much you know no. they could have one yeah. or two people do different things mm-hmm. but you know they're not going to you know have the trojans win or something really dramatic like yeah. that but you can kill off the crew of this ship and have this great menace in the background of course adults can do anything i, I do yes. like that it's the sort of the growing darkness in the background oh, yeah. yeah and it, it kind of goes towards where the series ends up with its kind of over overarching story arcs you know a season is a larger story so having that come into play so early Mm -hmm. seems innovative yeah a little bit yeah yeah especially since it seems completely unplanned totally or or rather planned just out of convenience for the actors not so much for plot right yeah right it's it seems like some like a a happy happy accident accident. Yeah. yeah it's it if it was initially meant that way amazing but yeah it seems more like it was just a well, we're going to give them uh, an extra week of vacation. Exactly. Which is why, and I'm going to break the conceit, dear listeners, I'm going to break it and that say... We were doing such an excellent job of we maintaining... Were. <laughs> we were, yeah, because I was, I'm you sorry, know, again. I was dreaming of sex with my wife tonight, and now I'm going to go to bed alone <laughs> woke and afraid. Up in a cold sweat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, as I normally Never do. Never pizza this late again. No, <laughs> certainly brains. not. But I'm going to break the conceit simply to say that probably... Reading those two chapters out of sequence like this is the closest that we can get to it because the way it's set up is we go out of Mythmakers into this, whereas they came out of this to go into Mythmakers. Yeah. I think it makes a lot more sense to go the other way because yeah. it sort of boils under the surface a little bit that Katarina's trying to help the doctor, help Stephen, and mm-hmm. all of that. And then we get back to that and find yeah. out, oh, he hasn't been that, all that successful but i prefer this yeah much prefer this so last thoughts on this one um we can't go to goodreads this time because oddly enough the readers there aren't actually we're not going to do goodreads just yet we're not going to do the um the ranking just yet where instead... I don't like the idea of a Goodreads where people review individual chapters. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. But what we are going to do is... I, I'm looking at the script now and I'm looking at how much we, how long we've been recording and I'm thinking, Christ almighty, we could probably talk about two pages for an hour. We expand or contract <laughs> the dialogue to fill the time a lot. We contain multitudes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yes, we do. But my script says, since this pamphlet gives us so little to talk about, God, no. that's not true. There we go. We've got a special treat. The record producer and well-known Doctor Who fan Ian Levine, in 2010, independently financed an animated version of this episode. To my knowledge, it has yet to be released commercially, but as of this recording, it is available on YouTube. We will put a link in our description, which is how we're going to be watching it and commenting on it. So, without further ado, 
Let's take a look at that animated episode, shall we? Let us do so. Yes. Yes. Let's all grab our wives and do so. Let's do it. <laughs> grab the wives by the... Oh, whatever that horrible man who ran for president used to say. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad he didn't get elected. So glad he drifted out on that log. Exactly. Oh, wait. <laughs> How long is this? It's 25 minutes. Yeah, it's not too terribly long. And then when, once we're done with that, we'll do the Goodreads. And not so, Goodreads. But... How was this animation first manifest into the physical world? Like, when, when was this created? Where this did it was, come from? Um, Who this was 2010. In oh. fact, this is as good a time oh, as wow. I need to okay. record it. Um, 2010, uh, the um, music producer and pretty well-known Doctor Who fan, Ian Levine, um, personally funded... The animation of this episode. Okay. I don't and know if it was fact, so recent. He and the same animator are working to try to create a version of Dalek Master Plan. Mm. They're trying to animate the whole thing. Mm. Nice. And I like that because I've seen some of the uh, animation cells for it and it's kind of kind of amazing. Is this generally available for viewing on the internet? Or? Yeah. Okay. In fact, it, this version is on YouTube. So um, I have a subtitled version because that's the way I roll. But yeah, so we're going to start this right now. Anytime now. All right, because I have to tell it there. Poor Garvey. Looks like he's been caught shoplifting. Right. <laughs> it doesn't look enough like Winona Ryder for that. I remember now. I must. Must kill. Must. Must kill. Very different tone. He's sort of out of it instead of in a dead, sweaty panic. Yeah. It's very dramatic, isn't it? Is this the original music or music composed for this? This is the original music. Yeah, every sound you're going to hear is the original recording from off air. Yeah, because fans recorded oh, it. Oh, Yeah. In fact, that's all that exists in this story, that and some um, uh, 8mm stuff. Why you ever wanted to land on a planet like this in the first place, I'll never know. This is getting on my nerves. I hate to think what kind of an animal makes a noise like that. Uh, we're getting closer. Yes, all the more reason to stop talking and get on with the job. Pitch. Sorry. 
I know my orders were to let you have full reign, and you've certainly taken advantage of that. But as captain of this expedition, my first responsibility is to get this ship off the ground. So just help the chat. Oh yeah, he totally wants to hit that guy with the rank. Yes, he's <laughs> totally with Laura here. Yeah. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's slow. Flair back melted the retaining bolt. It's a solid one from Tarnie. Didn't you just say you didn't want to chat? I'm good, right. He's at least still working. But now the other guy is on. Yeah. If we don't shoot off soon, we won't make the rendezvous with the fate, you know? If we're not in the pickup orbit, they won't wait. You'll make it, Larry. Here you are. The novelization is the Lowry like Anger that. Translator, I, I think. Let's not start out again. Just get on with the job, would you? What the devil's Garvey? You should be back by now. Over here. Let's screw the will you? <laughs> and he never passes on the screwdriver. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Scary. Creepy. Coming out of the forest and looking at them. Like Kevin Spacey at an award ceremony. Ugh. Too soon, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> I thought you were saying like Kevin Spacey at a young boy. There we go. Look at it. Useless. Get me a spell, will you? No, in the ship. Leave me out here alone with this creep. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's no good, Tori. Needn't bother with a spell. Just not gonna be able to fix it. Jeff! Jeff! Oh, he had a first name. Do you have a first name in the book? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Let me look it up. Kill it. You killed Jeff. It was him or you. You're gonna kill me? I didn't give him a chance. I shot him down like an animal. You just shot him down! <laughs> <laughs> he just deflected him. <laughs> oh, he didn't have a name in the book. Huh. I did not notice that. A Varga thorn. Varga? Careful, don't prick yourself with it. Or you'll end up the way Garvey is. I'd have to kill you. <laughs> have to kill you. Let's get back into the ship. You're probably keen about it. What about his personal effects? All right. Probably. But hurry up. All right. Time to go through his pockets, get his uh, Mentos and his... I'm going to right. the help. He'll build his sense of menace and suspense. When it sounds like the cast is on, cast is on lithium. On the, <laughs> they really listening are. Listening to the delivery here, it's probably more yeah. the direction than the performances. But. It could be, and I have a feeling because these are basically just actors for one episode. But it was so much more engaging the way it was written. I talk about being annoyed by the prose, but he really kept. Ah, ah, thorns. I didn't intend to tell you anything, but since we're stuck on this planet and Garb is dead. There are some facts that you're entitled to know. Yeah. Jeff Garvey's dead. And when we flew together for the last ten years, 
And now he's dead, and you killed him. You better explain that fact. I'll make it good. Sit down and take a look at this. <laughs> look, closer, closer, closer. Hmm? Oh, I don't know. Space Security Service, licensed to kill. That's right. They'll count me out. This other document gives me the authority to enlist the aid of any person, civil or military. You were just enlisted. And you're not very civil about it. I think impressed into service is the term that he wants. Right? <laughs> now on, Larry. Yes. Well, can be forcibly enlisted. take orders from me. All right, all right. But I don't fully understand. Better fill in a few details. All right. I suppose you've heard of the Daleks. The Daleks invaded Earth a thousand years ago. That's right. Well, they haven't been active in our galaxy for some time now, but that doesn't mean they've exactly been sitting around. Well, they can't. In the last 500 them. years, they've gained control of over 70 planets in Ninth Galactic System and of 40 more in the constellation of Miros. Don't see why that should concern us. I mean, they're both millions of light years away from our galaxy. Hmm, that's what we all thought. But about a week ago, we had a report from the captain of a space freighter. His navigator spotted a, a spaceship of a type never before used in our system. He saw it only for a second, but he gave us a good description. So? What he described was a Dalek spaceship. Thunderous brass! <laughs> Thunderous breasts? Brass. Oh, brass. I was about to say, you're going back to the wife thing again? No. No. <laughs> no, I didn't think so. The uh, audio engineering is yes. much better than usual. Like, a lot of times in the older episodes, I struggle to understand the dialogue. Oh, look. No, that's nice. That's yeah. good, isn't it? Ice cream cone with sprinkles. Mm. Oh, Freighter XN2, Freighter XN2, come in, please. Come in, please. Can you make it work? It's got to work. It may have been damaged in the crash. We must keep on trying. The test of the link pulses? I know what I'm doing. Right, all right, so the link pulses work. There could be something else wrong with it. What about the vergometer? Have you tested that? Without that, you'd never break through the atmosphere. How can I possibly test that? We've just got to take a chance that it hasn't been damaged. Freighter XM2, Freighter XM2, come in, please. Come in, please. It's useless. <laughs> Are you sure we can't repair this ship? Well, there's not a chance. It's hot. So you think that the Daleks have established some sort of base here, is that it? It could be. This is the most hostile planet in the universe. In the universe? Mm -hmm. Seriously? I, I mean, there are plants that shoot fire. That's pretty <laughs> hostile. <laughs> have they been to Mariners? That's why we brought this ship down here. Did you tell anybody else about this hunch of yours? No one. Not even your commander. I just asked for a couple of men and a small rocket. I didn't even tell him. Sounds like a euphemism. He did not ask questions or want to know. He just wanted a small rocket? Form from a Varga plant. A bit of a Varga thorn, if you know what I mean. Part animal, part vegetable. Looks like a cactus. The poison attacks the brain. Rational thought is replaced by an overwhelming desire to kill. Eventually, the poison seeps through the system, and the victim is gradually transformed into a Varga. And what's that got to do with the Daleks? The only place in the universe where Vargas grow naturally is on the Daleks' own planet, Skaro. If the Vargas are here, the Daleks are too. They grow naturally, or they're gen engineered by the Daleks? Because, ah, now we get the Daleks. How far in are the, they? The book says they were created 
in a dog laboratory. Ah, okay. It was less clear about that on the episode. We are 10 minutes into a 24-minute episode, and mm-hmm. the Daleks are showing up. And they look lovely in this. I will receive your reports. First, space monitor control. I didn't do that. Space monitor control. The emissaries from the seven planets will arrive as arranged. Then the conference will begin at first, son. Security report. Oh, that's me. Security <laughs> control. And he's watching Doctor Who. Our patrol will reach it shortly. The ship and its occupants must be totally destroyed. 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 Okay, okay. It will be done. Just take a chill pill. It's like stuttering. I'm going to repeat the same word. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah, they are kind of creepy, aren't they? Do we get them in the book? Because I, I I couldn't remember actually seeing them moving around in the book. They don't... It's not moving like that, no. No. Yeah. It's also moving forward very, very slowly. That's yeah. what it is. They kind of creep. Should we decide they can move? Very slowly, look. They use their, their roots to drag themselves along. How long are you going to be with this, this rescue beacon? Oh, this is the recording part. Let's hope it wasn't damaged in the crash. We'll soon find out. Can you fix this capsule up? Well, that's easy enough. But this is the recording mechanism for the message. We sent the rocket into space without this. Not only would we not be rescued, but as you pointed out earlier, no one would even know we were here. How do you have an attack? Well, I didn't realize that. He goes into a lot more details about what Vargas eat. That's rotting flesh. Yeah, I forgot that Peel does that. And the Daleks must know we're here. They'll be coming for us soon. I still think you're jumping to conclusions, you know. I mean, just because these, what are they, Varga things grow here, there's no proof that the Daleks are here too. Take my word for it, they're here all right. Just because these Varga things grow here naturally, I mean, it's possible, isn't it? No. They were developed in Neural the evolution. They grow them to give themselves protection. Well, if they're synthetic, that means... Look, we stop asking questions and get on with the work! Readings indicated alien spacecraft. We will close on it from two directions. We obey. Only because we have to. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. so bored. Yeah. We obey. Fine, I'll clean my room. <laughs> Fine, I will exterminate. Me, 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 once it's in orbit, it transmits the message. Simple. From what we know about the Daleks, we've got to be picked up. Standard part of the You've got your flair. All we have to do is. You got your reel to reel and watch in space. A 1965 reel to reel in the year 4000 AD. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It's reliable technology. Yeah, I guess so. That's the biggest rocket ship I've ever seen. It's like nothing we've got. 
It's from an outer galaxy. Well, what's he doing in a godforsaken planet like this? I don't know, but I'll tell you this. There's something very big going on here. And if the Daleks are involved, you can bet your life our whole galaxy is in danger. Well, there was no sting. I was expecting a sting. The ship from the planet Kiron and the beginning of the Great Alliance. The Great Alliance? What's the one Dalek that has that weird accent? <laughs> no. It's not exactly the city, though, is it? Uh-uh. Well, that should just about do it. Give me the capsule with her and record the message, huh? What is it? There's something out there moving. Progress? No. Moving too quickly. Unlike the story. Oh, what about the distress signal? Actually, I shouldn't be unfair. The pacing's okay. But I have greater appreciation for how much more Kilman needs. Yeah, yeah. He didn't have a lot to work with. Generated though. a lot more tension and sense of menace. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Maybe it would have justified a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. But now where are the Vargas that were just by the ship? Oh, animators, you know. Probably erase them. Yeah, they're gone. <laughs> the ship is empty. The crew have gone. We will search for them. Destroy the ship. Fire! It's just falling apart. Come on. That's Earth workmanship for you. God, that, that walking that they do is kind of weird. Otherwise, oh, butterfingers. More like Varga fingers. What for more of a full-on stigmata there with the image? Yeah. Oh yeah, he describes that, doesn't he? Yeah, he just Come on, they've been looking for us now. I thought that was something that Peel added to it. Wow. The animation's really selling it. Report destruction of alien ship to control. I obey. Advise that we will now seek out the crew. Alert all patrols. We obey. <laughs> Still not happy about it. If he's the one in charge, why isn't he the one reporting it back? <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh, take a look at these critters. Oh, that's very nice. With yeah. the arrival of our ally, Malfa, we are enough. <laughs> the meeting can now begin. No, it can't. What ah. is wrong? There is a hostile presence among us. What do you mean? On arrival here, <laughs> I am told that there are hostile influences from the solar system among us. You notice he cuts the scene. The scene is not, not in the yeah. Among us. Then here on the planet Campbell. Some beings have landed from the planet Earth. Hostile beings from the center of the solar system. But do not worry. Their spaceship has been destroyed. What about the beings? Beings. They cannot escape. 
At this moment, they are being hunted down. They will be destroyed. Are you sure? Like, why is he so worried about humans but not Daleks? Yeah. Suppose they sent a message through this universe. What? They will not have time. If they do not die by our Varga plants, my patrols will kill them. They will be exterminated. Exterminated. Yeah, they don't seem particularly worried about dogs at all. Oh, but some humans. Gotta watch out. They're, they're hostile. Oh, they're hostile. Humans are hostile. Agreed. Agreed. Very nice picture. Uh, you think so? It is done. The seven great powers of the outer galaxies are one. Our galactic you may now be. kiss the bride. <laughs> this is indeed an historic moment in the history of the universe. Oh, we from the outer galaxies. Joining with the power from the solar system, the Daleks! The seven of us represent the greatest war force ever assembled. Really? Conquest so the thing has the deserted storm. the other members of the Fantastic Four and joined <laughs> up with the Daleks. Got it. It's Thursday, time to turn evil. Jupiter! <laughs> the moon colonies! They will all fall before our might, but the first of them will be Earth. Oh, I, I finger snap. Don't tell my wife I did that. <laughs> oh, if you keep picking at it, it'll never get better. Well, I put back teen on it. We've got to get this capsule off and fast. There's a city down there, a Dalek city. I got quite close, close enough to hear an announcement through the loudspeaker system. What you hear? Our whole galaxy is to be invaded and destroyed. Why would they announce that on a PA system? <laughs> now hear this. Now hear this. Oh, <laughs> galaxy extermination <laughs> lamp is now on. <laughs> yes. That's the Dalek I have, with that little thing on this. Are they to be taken for questioning? No, they are to be exterminated. You stupid twit. 
destroy and exterminate. Destroy and exterminate. Yeah. <laughs> there was any confusion. Yeah, exactly. We have to emphasize, you know, yeah. they're probably tips. Whoever receives this message must relay this information to Earth immediately. It, it is vital that defense mechanisms are put into operation at once. Message ends. Fire. Nicely done animation, though. <laughs> I love them running into him to make sure he's dead. Whatever information he discovered has died with him. Return to the city. We obey. That's not a little more enthusiastic now. And there it is, the MacGuffin. Now all is ready. We at this table pledge our allegiance to, to the, the Garlic cause. Our armies will reduce the galaxies to ashes, their people to dust. And Earth, we will conquer first. Victory! 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 Of course, you start seeing victory in Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and then we get the myth makers. And, and people are saying, Where's, where was Doctor Who? He wasn't in this episode. So that was basically it. That was the 25-minute uh, one-parter that we just read the novelization of. What did you all think of both, actually? I enjoyed the animation, but I don't have an appetite for a whole series of those. A whole series of animations? Yeah, I'm not... I don't think that necessarily needs to happen. Okay. But, well, I do understand that it's a lost episode. It's the only way sort of viewing something that's otherwise not viewable. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, no. Entertaining enough. Um, I don't know. Oh, oh, that was by Mavellan's uh, video. I'll show this to you. Mavellan Disco. Mavellan Disco. I, I, I named it incorrectly, so... I'll go ahead and show that to you before we, uh... And that way our patrons know to look for it, too, on YouTube. Keep moving, Doctor! Where are we going? Oh, is this the one you said, Mom? Yes. <laughs> You'll see the medallions in a second. Who are those guys? Yeah. Also reminiscent of the twins from uh, the second Matrix film. Yes, <laughs> just a little bit. Just a tad bit. Alright, so back to what we were talking about. Um, let's let's do our ratings for the book. Well, the pamphlet. Whatever it is that we're yeah. pretending this was while we wait for the racers to get past the our door. The golden plates. They were released on golden plates. Indeed. Who did the reading last time? I don't remember. I don't, I don't remember who started it. Well, let's start with Allison. Allison? Mm, Out I'd of go, five stars. I'd go two, which once again seems harsh, but I actually enjoyed it. 
Oh, okay. All right, that makes sense to me. Um, based on what grounds? I apologize for eating this crunchy brownie cookie cracker. And for not leaning into the mic as well. Well, I'm supposed to be writing. (laughs) I'm supposed to be speaking. It's a a hash brownie. Um, so. (laughs) (laughs) The Bertha made for her. Yes. What was the question, sir? (laughs) (laughs) Five stars. You gave it a two. Why did did. you give it a two? I very much enjoy the pacing and plotting and the, now I keep saying this, the order of revelation. It put in quite a bit of suspense and menace where apparently the original episode lacked it. Okay. Uh, That's true. I was, I, I found parts of the prose unnecessarily confusing and banal. Okay. In ways that make me not look forward to the coming book. Ah, yes. Books. <laughs> yes, yes. Books. Yes, just so you know. Yeah. Dalton. Um, hmm. hmm. How would I rate this? Um, not my favorite thing that we've read. Um, I, I side with Allison on, on a lot of her critiques and things she liked. I probably, yeah. 2.5 just like not the most horrible thing i've ever read but also just kind of like i don't know just it was a hard two chapters to get through yeah. in ways so i could see that um yeah i i'm uh, looking forward to reading the rest of it mm-hmm. i'll let you guys know what i think since i will not be with you guys oh, recording um yeah, just I like the world building. I, I liked um, some of the descriptions we had, but mm-hmm. some of the confusing uh, character plot. Yeah, yeah, that I just, just that. like me. Eh, but yeah, not horrible, but not the best. So. All right, and I think I'd probably give it a two point five as well, simply because taken in isolation these this is just a weird thing to have to read to be honest yeah um probably we wouldn't have done it otherwise except you know one we had the time to do it and two uh we wanted to thank our patrons and we still do so thank you for listening but yeah yeah, it it is weird to do this whole kind of artificially taking one bit out of a book but if you think about it it's kind of even more artificial to put this standalone thing into a story in between chapters of that story because you read the first chapter allison so you know it leads on directly from myth makers yeah we get the end scene from the myth makers yeah. from on screen that we never got in the novelization of that one so yeah. that's peel basically saying there's some good to be had there let's start there and then do mission to the unknown and then get back to dalek's master plan so yeah also, I really liked it as a piece establishing the fear and menace of being in this universe without the Doctor to come save you. Yeah. And I thought that had a lot of standalone value. There is that. There is that for sure. And we rarely get that in Doctor Who, especially this early on. Like we said, first time we've ever seen aliens taking over human, first time the Doctor isn't around. Yeah, there's... It's... it's <laughs> The fact that Doctor Who aired you know during tea time on saturday afternoons makes you think oh warm and cuddly and all that and yeah this would not have been 25 minutes of warm and cuddly no death 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 everywhere and then you get the myth makers and it's ha 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 for three weeks and then uh, fourth episode death 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 death. (laughs) and then three months 
of yes. death yes. with a Christmas episode that just makes you want to kill yourself. It's like 2017, just, you know, preview. <laughs> yes, and not the al- alternate one where uh, Hillary Clinton won. Anyway, <laughs> so yes, but thank you guys. Mm-hmm. And thank you, fellow time travelers, for giving us your valuable time. Join us around the 26th or the 27th. Actually, it's going to be earlier now. I think we'll be able to get our episode out on that Saturday because we're going to be recording on a Friday morning when we'll be releasing our live recorded episode discussing the entirety of the two volumes of John Peel's novelization of the Daleks Master Plan. And as Allison already knows, it's not going to be one of the free-floating discussions we do here. It's not going to be nearly as long, and we certainly won't be discussing everything. I can't wait to see if we can do it. I can't wait to see if I can do it. <laughs> I think you can. Can we be shut up? It may not be possible. <laughs> I know, I have the same problem. I'm going to be on a timer. We're all going to be on a timer. I'm so. going to take yeah. crunchy brownie cookies with me there. I think you should. curtail my <laughs> Yes. In the meantime... If you've liked what you've heard here, like us on Facebook at Doctor Who Target Book Club My favorite website. Yes, all one word with no spaces. Try to spell that. You can also visit our nearly pristine subreddit. We finally got a comment. We finally got a comment? We did. It was a link to someone else's site, but yeah, we finally got a comment. Uh, spam? Do your counting go to the comments? Yeah, I, uh, I'll take anything at this point. Is it uh, on topic spam? Or is uh, it, like, it is. Uh, wealth building? It is, surprisingly. It's on topic at reddit.com forward slash r forward slash dwtargetdc. Also, feel free to watch videos of our first 12 episodes before they're all taken down for copyright infringement because they dinged us again on one of them at youtube.com forward slash user forward slash emperor dalek forward slash videos. Follow us on Twitter. We're at DWTargetBC. Subscribe to us via the podcaster of your choice. We are on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher. Tune in. Um... What did we say last time? Android, what is it? Uh, Yahoo Store, whatever the hell it is. Google Store. Google Play Store. Google Play. Just I'm just saying words yeah. now. If all else fails, you email us at dwtargetbc at gmail.com. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for supporting us. And Thanks, enjoy Bart. your travels. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, Bye-bye. Rick. Bye-bye. Bye. They're going to be at the convention. Oh, they... Yeah. They live here? Well, um, Bart Bart lives in Illinois, and I think Rick lives somewhere. Anyway, they're they're going to be there... Close enough to visit. They're going to be there Friday morning. In fact, I may just leave that in so that they'll know that we continue to talk about them even after... And in positive glowing terms, I'm really sorry about eating crunchy snacks on the recording. (laughs) I say as I reach around the microphone to get the bag. Yeah, Bertha and her reach-arounds. (laughs) Oh, Wow. Yeah, good as time as any to stop.